Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock here with you on the final installment of the week. I was going to record this podcast earlier today or even last night, and I'm glad I waited because a ton of news to get to on today's show now. Happy Thursday, everybody, or sad Thursday for those of you who are really hoping to see Debo Samuel line up for the 49ers in week one. So uh, the Debo Samuel story, the biggest one of the day. We will get into that. Jamal Adams has demanded a trade and some interesting teams on his list of teams that he would like to be traded to. So we'll get into all of that stuff, potential replacements, what to do if Debo's absence is prolonged, what his injury means. A reminder to find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. You can get those mailbag questions in. If there's time, maybe we'll ask answer a couple of more questions on today's show since I didn't do a full mailbag segment. I took a day off for my son's birthday. So only three podcasts this week. I like to do four per week in the off season and we're doing five shows per week here all through the regular season and probably during training camp we'll kick that off. So hopefully training camp starts and I'll be with you five days a week through the rest of the season. Aside from maybe a vacation, uh, am I allowed to take a vacation? I don't know. Can can we even go on vacations anymore? Maybe I won't have a vacation. I'll just be sitting here doing podcasts every day until the end of time. And tell a friend about Locked On 49ers. If they're not a 49ers fan, that's unfortunate for them, but let them know that their team is covered right here daily on the network. Jimmy Garoppolo has migrated to Nashville and is working out with a large group, an ever-growing group of receivers uh, just about all the receivers and and weapons that Jimmy Garoppolo could throw to this season most of them are in Nashville now working out with him one of those players working out in Nashville Debo Samuel hurt himself Tuesday and had surgery today Thursday prognosis Jones fracture depending on who you listen to 10 to 12 maybe 12 to 16 week recovery time and if it is the long side of that 16 weeks that would mean around October 1st Debo's ready to go he would have to start practicing that week to be ready to play week four so missing the first three weeks of the season playing week four against the Philadelphia Eagles if you are trying to adjust your your uh, fan meter and when to expect Debo Samuel to be back I would say start hoping that he's back by week four, because if you start hoping he's going to be back earlier than that, you might be disappointed, even though if things go well, he could be back in time for week one. Debo Samuel himself going to social media saying that he will be back in 10 weeks. It's not a big deal. Don't worry. He'll be back even stronger than ever. And that's the message you would expect to hear from a world-class athlete and a competitive guy like Debo Samuel, 10 weeks, that'd be nice. That would give him a, a yeah, he would lose his preseason and training camp, which is not ideal, but not the end of the world if he's able to have a, a week or two to practice and get ready for that September 13th opener against the Arizona Cardinals. So 10 weeks would be really nice if Debo Samuel was back. And then really the 49ers will not have had to do anything roster-wise, bringing in another veteran player. We'll get into who maybe some of those veterans could be if the 49ers decided they needed to make a move. But a Jones fracture is really unpredictable. And just looking at the 49ers roster, we've seen a number of different outcomes. I was reading a Matt Barrow's article that just was posted about that very injury and some former 49ers that had this injury, one being Michael Crabtree. And there's so many comparisons to this offseason to the lockout year in 2011. And I don't think it was a Jones fracture, but Michael Crabtree did break his foot that year. And he was able to come back, and he heard it while he was working out 
privately away from the team when the team wasn't able to get together during the lockout before that 2011 year, the first John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh year. And Crabtree came back and led the 49ers in receiving that year. So it turned out okay for Crabtree and the 49ers in 2011. In 2014, rookie safety Jimmy Ward. His injury problems have been well documented. He had a Jones fracture, very similar fracture in his foot. This was before the draft, I believe, when he had the injury. Niners drafted him at the end of round one. He was ready to play as a rookie, but then he re-injured that same foot, had to have another surgery on it, and ended up losing the rest of his rookie season. And then you just have to go back to last year, 2019, the same position, wide receiver Trent Taylor had a Jones fracture in his fracture in his foot. It was supposed to be, you know, a 10-week injury. And he ended up having five surgeries, missing the entire season. And we'll see where Trent Taylor is now coming into the 2020 season. But there's a number of different outcomes with this surgery. Everybody heals differently. There can be some, you know, problems with surgery, and maybe it doesn't take, and the screw that gets inserted in your foot and this sort of a an injury into the metatarsal. I don't, I can't remember which metatarsal it is that gets injured for a Jones fracture. Uh, but yeah, a, a number of different outcomes. So you hope for, I, I think if you're a 49ers fan, the smart thing to do, hope for week four, Philadelphia Eagles. It's a big primetime matchup in week four. Hope Debo Samuel is back in time for October. I think the 49ers can band-aid some things for a few weeks. And, and if that means Debo Samuel doesn't get hurt any further and he's on the field for the rest of the season, the Niners will be in good shape. And who knows, maybe he'll even come back earlier and not miss a single game. And actually, look at this timing. Debo Samuel on Instagram Live says that his surgery is done and it went perfect. Let's hope so for the 49ers' sake that Debo Samuel is back and on the field in time for week one. But if he is not, then what? What does it mean for some of the other receivers on the 49ers roster, which is already going to be a really good training camp competition, and potentially some players maybe brought in from outside the building? All of those options we'll get into, potential Jamal Adams trade maybe, and some of your questions coming up. One great reason to repair and maintain your cars yourself is to save money. You can use that money on other important things in your life, food, mortgage, why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% markup for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? And wait while somebody looking at a screen that you can't see orders the parts on the computer for you, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com. Shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, tail lamps. RockAuto.com has a unique catalog, remarkably easy to navigate, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you at RockAuto.com right now. All the parts your car or truck will ever need. Uno Captain, he goes by on Twitter with the handle at 19 problems with a Z. A lot of nicknames for Debo Samuel, but he says 10 weeks, I'm back better than the Debo you've seen before. That would be very good for the 49ers if that was the case. But if it's not the case, if 
It goes longer than 10 weeks, maybe into the season a couple weeks, maybe even deep into the season if there are some complications to that injury. What could the 49ers do? Well, first of all, it starts in-house, and it's all the same people that were vying for starting spots to go with Debo Samuel. If he's out in week one, who could be on the field? Well, I think it's a slam dunk. Now, I already thought, I mean, I've been saying all offseason, I'm putting money on Kendrick Bourne. A lot of people, including myself, have slept on Kendrick Bourne for a long time. He's proven reliable. He'd get open and catch the ball. He's not going to give you a ton down the field. He's not going to give you a ton after the catch. But he gets open, and he's good in the red zone. And Jimmy Garoppolo trusts him. Kyle Shanahan trusts putting him in the game. It was pretty clear that he leapfrogged everybody but Debo and Emmanuel Sanders last year with Emmanuel Sanders gone. Uh, I'd be shocked if one of the starters week one, whether Debo's back or not, isn't Kendrick Bourne. So how does it work with first-round pick Brandon Ayuk? That's a big question because I expected, and I don't have any information on this yet, and I'm sure once they hit the field in in training camp, we'll find out exactly how they're working. And Kyle Shanahan likes to have his receivers learn two positions, but it's going to be difficult. And it, you know, it's it's one thing learning it in the classroom, but then going onto the field with it. So I wonder if Shanahan's going to say, "Okay, look, first rounder, you're we drafted you for a reason. We're going to put you in there." And maybe they just do all the things they were going to do with Debo, maybe scale it back and just do all of those things in training camp with Brandon Ayuk and and have him work in as that that Z wide receiver, have Kendrick Bourne on the other side as the X. I thought. Obviously, long-term, you draft guys as high as Debo and Brandon Ayuk have been selected. You want those two guys to be the starter. That's the vision, that those are the starters. Those are the two guys on the field. There's a Z and an X. So, you know, Debo's one, and they would work Brandon Ayuk in at the other position, probably behind Kendrick Bourne to start and allow Ayuk to push Kendrick Bourne and then maybe overtake him, ideally, at some point, uh, you know, whether that's week one or later in the season, and then you would have a X, you'd have Debo, and you would have Brandon Ayuk. So will they still stay on that type of a path and have Ayuk work in on one side, or are they truly going to try to teach him multiple positions, let him play with Kendrick Bourne, or do they want to lean on somebody who's been through training camp already on the other side? And that would open the door pretty wide for... One, Dante Pettis. I mean, Dante Pettis wasn't even allowed to have a uniform the last time the 49ers played a football game. They only dressed four wide receivers. He was healthy, but he was a scratch, and Dante Pettis wasn't on the field. But if you go back a little further, this time last year, Dante Pettis finished his rookie season strong. He was a high draft pick in the second round. They moved up to get him. He was on the trajectory that Debo Samuel is currently on. Thought that was the guy. That was one of the starters. Debo will develop and he'll be the other guy. And that's it long term. And a lot changed in the last year. But there's still an opportunity because of his skill set, the way he can wiggle, the way he can move, the way he can get open, his loose athleticism, his his long arms, his ability to go up and snatch the ball. He's a, he's a natural catcher of the football. Can Dante Pettis be that guy? This opens the door, gives him another shot to maybe earn that starting role and prove that he's one of the top three wide receivers on the team, play a little slot, play Z, play X. He could do a lot of things for the 49ers if he proves uh, that he is up to the challenge. So that'll be interesting. And it's another opportunity now for Dante Pettis to get more reps in training camp. And if Debo's out, potentially earn a starting nod in 2020. Jalen Hurd is another one. He is so interesting to me because we really don't know he was someone that you expected to be a project, maybe even a borderline tight end, maybe even a full-time tight end eventually, former running back, only played one year of wide receiver in college, had a really nice 
two catches basically in a preseason game before he got hurt. Hairline fracture in his back out all season. He's back working on the field with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been involved in these sessions that they've been uh, having on the side. These really, I just call them the Garoppolo mini camps because that's what it is. Jimmy Garoppolo took it upon himself. Look, the 49ers can't run mini camps, so I'm going to do it, which is really cool. And that shows the leadership of Jimmy Garoppolo, shows why he's the guy for the 49ers. He's running mini camps essentially for the passing game. Jalen Hurd cleared and has been a part of that. Can he work back in? Can maybe he be that guy? And he's got some size, and I know Garoppolo said some nice things about his ability and his toughness and the way he plays just last week when Matt Barrows caught up with him at San Jose State. And last offseason, Garoppolo said the same about a long, tall wide receiver in Jordan Matthews, who obviously wasn't someone who was in, big in the plans for the 49ers, but he talked about that Catch radius. Garoppolo enjoys throwing to bigger wide receivers. I think most quarterbacks do. So I think Jimmy Garoppolo would like to have a guy like Jalen Hurd on the field who's big and has some range, uh, can catch the ball. And obviously he can make some plays after the catch being a former running back and has some physicality to his game. You can move him around, use him as an H back, you know, sort of a move tight end role even. So some mismatches there for Jalen Hurd. Can Jalen Hurd be that guy? Can he, after missing his entire rookie season, show up and and win a job and prove that he's too good to keep off the field and be maybe the number one slot guy, a big slot that can play outside and, and start some games in Debo Samuel's absence. And then there's the really the veteran on the roster now at, at wide receiver is Trent Taylor because the two guys older than him in Marquise Goodwin and Emmanuel Sanders are gone. And out of everybody in last training camp, all reports had Trent Taylor as being the guy. He's the guy that Garoppolo has this great rapport with. He gets open underneath. He makes catches. He's tough. And he was the number one wide receiver, essentially, from all reports in training camp, even though he's more of a slot guy than anything. Can he come back and and return as that player after all the foot problems he's had over the course of the last year? So Trent Taylor, obviously, is an option there to take a lot of snaps in Debo's absence, and and who knows, maybe even start outside, even though he's been predominantly a slot receiver since you know he's been on the radar uh, as a college guy. There's another rookie, Jawan Jennings, and I still haven't done the full scouting report on the podcast of Jawan Jennings, but he's a very easy evaluation. He's big, he is not fast, but he plays physical, and it's a prize fight every time he catches the ball. People are going to Make, there, there's going to be contact. He, he runs almost like George Kittle more so than you would expect a wide receiver to run. He seeks out contact even sometimes because he knows he's not going to run by you. And so he's an option. I, I think he's maybe a little bit more Jalen Hurd insurance than anything. I don't know if he was expected to make the roster out of camp, but there's a lot of numbers that the 49ers have, and, and he could be an option as someone to be a depth piece and, and maybe even prove that that he's the guy if Jalen Hurd continues to be hurt and proves he's not the guy as that big slot wide receiver. So, you know, some possibilities for Juwan Jennings to make the roster if there's one less receiver there in week one, whether Debo's on the pup or maybe if they have to put him on IR to return or something like that, they might get an extra roster spot there. That could help Juwan Jennings to land on the 55-man roster. It's a 55-man roster now instead of a 53 rather than going through waivers and ending up on the practice squad. Travis Benjamin is an interesting one because I said that uh, that uh, Trent Taylor was the veteran of the group, but Travis Benjamin's been around longer, even though he hasn't been with the 49ers, and he's worked with Kyle Shanahan in the past. 
I thought he was brought in to compete more with Richie James as a return guy first and then work in on offense. But maybe Shanahan will say, look, man, I need to be able to trust somebody. I need a veteran wide receiver in here in week one. And it's something like Travis Benjamin and, and Kendrick Bourne as the starters with Trent Taylor in the slot. And that could be a very real possibility if Debo's out. But you know the guy I love is Richie James. I think Richie James deserves... Like, I don't even care about his return skills at this point because he's, he's fine there. He's, a, he's an average return man. He's not this amazing return guy. He's had some big returns. He, he wasn't great in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. But I would like Richie James' potential on offense. I want to see him get a shot. So that's another one. And I think he can play outside and inside. And he's actually lined up more outside than as a slot guy for the 49ers. And that's another opportunity for him and and there's a lot of players that are very even going into training camp that are that were already going to be competing for roster spots if there's one if there's now two wide open starting wide receiver spots and then not only that but six other roster spots available for these wide receivers and they're all starting at zero and get to take off from the same point and compete for this thing I mean that is going to be fun it's not fun for Debo to be hurt and not out there but it's going to be fun to see the results of this Competition and may the best man win at wide receiver. If Debo is back in time, though, and it's looking more like the 10-week time frame, and it's rough because the 49ers would probably like to make a move now and sign somebody before another team snatches up a veteran if they wanted to go that route, but they might have to wait a while to find out exactly how Debo's foot's looking in training camp before they make that decision to bring in a veteran wide receiver. If they were to bring in a veteran wide receiver, well, who would they look for? Antonio Brown is obviously the name that everyone's going to bring up. That's the first name. I don't think the 49ers are going to go there for two reasons. One, because there's legal issues that still have to be dealt with in the, in the league. It's not clear that he would even be reinstated and ready to play in the first three weeks that Debo's out if he did come back October 1st. So it, it wouldn't even help in that regard anyway. And then aside from that, the guy's a head case. He's proven that. The 49ers want to mess with that and bring that in, as talented as Antonio Brown is as a wide receiver. Do they want to bring in him in and give him a shot to potentially screw up the locker room dynamic somehow? And I think the rock locker room's strong enough that it would probably be the other way around, and it would help straighten Antonio Brown out more than anything, but he's on a different level, like uh, egomaniac style. It's about him in a certain... And who knows, maybe he's better now, and he went through some things for a time and, and he acts like he's ready to go and he's got things figured out, but who knows? I mean, if you're a megalomaniac, if you have something loose in your brain, if, if, if everything's not tightened up just right in there, I mean, you don't want to mess with that. You don't want to bring that in, especially if Debo Samuel's not going to be missed for a large portion of the season. There are some other veterans though. I brought up one earlier, Jordan Matthews. I mean, Jordan Matthews knows the offense. He was on the team last year. If you need a body, Bring in Jordan Matthews. That's the easiest one. It's like, look, okay, we wanted this number of wide receivers. We have one less for training camp now. Let's bring in Jordan Matthews. He knows the offense. Let him compete, do his thing, and we'll have some depth there. And he can play. And you know you can trust what level he's going to be at. Do you want to try to go for somebody bigger? Maybe someone like Demarius Thomas, who's still out there. 6'3". I mean, he used to be able to blaze. He's obviously lost a step. He might have lost two steps. Uh, and similar to Jordan Matthews, who I think some injuries earlier in his career sapped some of his athleticism, which really hurt his career. Uh, that's that's what's happened. It happened later in Demarius Thomas's career, but he's 32 years old now. He's still 
available for a reason. Uh, I just he's not really that guy anymore. So I think you would bring him in because he's a veteran, because you think he can give you some consistency at the position because he's played it for so long, more so than he's going to be anything near what the Demarius Thomas uh, we knew from a few years back when he was spry and in his 20s and uh, kind of a monster. Who else is out there? Uh, there's Paul Richardson, a slim, slender, speedy wide receiver. I could see him potentially being an option if the 49ers wanted to go that route. Taylor Gabriel is still out there. Uh, a very Shanahan guy, right? He he knows the offense. Um, he's had his best years under Shanahan, which is common for a lot of wide receivers that play under Kyle Shanahan. So maybe Taylor Gabriel, who knows the offense. He's someone that a lot of people thought the Niners might bring in this offseason when they decided to go with Travis Benjamin instead. But, you know, he's kind of the, you know, do, do you need Taylor Gabriel when you have Travis Benjamin, when you have Richie James, when you have a lot of players with some similarities, uh, Trent Taylor, and do you need that type of player. So is it even worth bringing that type of veteran player in unless there's some more injuries? And that's the other thing. Will there be more injuries, not only in these workouts, but will there be more injuries in training camp? Uh, You can bet there will be. So maybe the 49ers will continue to get more thin and have to look outside the organization. But I think right now, if I had to guess, they are just looking hard at the guys inside the organization. And it's a call to them. It's like, look, go win a job. This is your chance. So We'll see who wins it in training camp. I think it'll be a lot of fun at wide receiver. And hopefully, Debo Samuel is out the minimum amount of time. Let me know what you think. Did I forget somebody? Is there a free agent on the street that you think could come in and help the 49ers? Is there maybe a trade that's in your mind that's like, yeah, you know what? The 49ers should explore this avenue of maybe finding a veteran for the wide receiver group. Because this is a group that I I was a little bit worried about, the veteran presence and, and the consistency and who they were going to be able to count on, even though there's a lot of talent and there's some ways that it could go very right at wide receiver for the 49ers. Losing the one guy you thought you would be able to count on, I don't know, it might be a similar situation to last year where a few weeks into the season, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are sitting there thinking, we got to trade for another veteran wide receiver. You hope it doesn't go that way, but that is one of the possibilities. Speaking of trades, what about Jamal Adams, who has officially asked the Jets to be able to go seek his own trade. They have not said yes to that, but they do have a list of teams he'd like to go to. And who exactly is on that list? You guys thought that there was a great deal at Built Bar getting 10% off with promo code locked on at builtbar.com. Well, now there is an even better deal. Up to 50% off everything this week. You buy one box of Built Bars, 15% off. Two boxes, 30%. Four more boxes get 50% off your order at Built Bar with 100% profits from 8 million bars sold going to charity, donated to organizations that support education, poverty, and ending hate and racism in America. So go to BuiltBar.com, get up to 50% off a box of German chocolate cake flavored Built Bars, peanut butter brownie, toffee almond, get a mixture, get your uh, build your own box of Built Bars at BuiltBar.com. You can use promo code Locked on when you're there. A protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. High protein, low sugar, high fiber. Up to 50% off at BuiltBar.com. Didn't Jamal Adams already request a trade? Maybe it was more unofficial. Maybe it was whispered through his agent. I don't know. But the, the New York Jets, Jamal Adams thing is really strange. I don't really understand it. But apparently they are not figuring out a way to 
get a long-term deal done? Is this a negotiating ploy to stay with the Jets? Is our talks just done? Does Jamal Adams really just want out and that's it? I don't know. But according to Adam Schefter, there are seven teams that Jets Pro Bowl safety Jamal Adams would welcome a trade to. And the way I understand it is that these teams are the ones that if the Jets were to trade Jamal Adams to one of these teams, he would be cool playing this year under his current contract, would not hold out. He would obviously want to deal next year, even though his fifth-year option was picked up, so he's officially signed through 2021. So his rights, whatever team would, either if it's the Jets and he stays there or whatever team trades for him, they would have his rights technically through 2021. But there's no way Jamal Adams shows up to training camp in 2021 without a new contract. But apparently, these seven teams, he would show up to if he got traded to them this year. Anybody else, he would still be holding out and it would be much the same situation he's got going on with the Jets. So that really hampers the Jets' ability to trade him throughout the league to any team that would want him. They pretty much have to trade him to one of these teams because nobody's going to trade for a guy who's about to hold out. The teams that Jamal Adams would welcome a trade to, the Baltimore Ravens, the Dallas Cowboys, which is, he grew up near Dallas in Texas, so that one makes a lot of sense, and there's been a lot of smoke with the Cowboys and Jamal Adams ever since there's been some rumors about a trade, and you know Jerry loves to make big moves like that, so that, that one wouldn't surprise me at all. Another Texas team, the Houston Texans, the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sorry I said it like that, but it's, it's reality. The Philadelphia Eagles, the Seattle Seahawks, and the San Francisco 49ers. And on one hand, it's really a good sign that you know teams want to come play for the 49ers. They're in that level now. And it might not be the, the dynasty level that the 49ers were at at one point in time where everyone wanted to come play to the 49ers and you know the salary cap wasn't quite the way it was now. And Eddie DeBartolo could go out and bring pretty much anybody in that he wanted. And this is the place everybody wanted to go. But the 49ers are on that list now. And I think that is huge. Like He's not from the Bay. There's no ties to the 49ers. It's just a good team. And he's like, yeah, I want to go play for that team, right? So it's, it's a good place for the 49ers to be in for players wanting to go to. Does it make sense for the 49ers? In short, no, not at all. The 49ers already have to pay a mega contract to George Kittle, which is a position at tight end that doesn't usually get big money. Are they going to do that again with paying $8 million already to Jimmy Ward at safety for the upgrade from Tart? to Jamal Adams, and I love Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams, shadow 49ers, right? He was my pick when the Niners were on the clock in 2017 at number three. If it was me, I was drafting Jamal Adams. I love Jamal Adams. And number three overall is really high to take as safety. He's one of the best safeties in the league. He is a really unique player the way he plays. Niners took Solomon Thomas, and that was pretty much the last opportunity the Niners were going to have to get Jamal Adams because I just don't think they're going to trade for him as good as he is, because how much better is Jamal Adams than Jaquaski Tart? Is he worth trading a first-round draft pick plus and signing him to this, about the same amount of money that George Kittle is going to get, right? 15-plus million dollars. You, can, you can't sink that much money into those two positions that usually don't make that much money when you still got to pay a quarterback and you got to pay a bunch of defensive linemen. You got to pay a left tackle. You got to pay cornerback. You got to eventually pay some wide receivers, you can't pay everybody, and you especially can't pay those marquee positions that make tons of money and pay positions that normally don't make a ton of money in tight end and safety. So for that reason, it's just too much 
of your resources to give up as good as Jamal Adams is to make that deal. So I think there's a very, 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 very low chance that the 49ers would even consider making a deal for Jamal Adams. But I guess it's not impossible because they can fit him under the cap. In fact, if the 49ers traded Jamal Adams for Jaquaski Tart straight up, if I'm not mistaken, they would actually have a little bit left over in cap space. They, they would actually give him about a million and a half more in cap in 2020, but obviously there'd be that looming monster deal. So, I mean, if you want to get really crazy, what if you did what the Patriots did with Brandon Cooks a couple years ago where they traded him and then they traded for him and then traded him away and it was a first rounder going away and coming back? What if the 49ers, I mean, this, this is not going to happen. This is just me thinking out loud. What if the 49ers traded for Jamal Adams then after this season, maybe maybe win the Super Bowl, maybe not, but probably drafting late in round one. Then after this season, they flipped him, so they didn't have to pay him that mega contract yet. They flip him next offseason to a team that wants to sign him, let him find his own team, much in the way they did with DeForest Buckner, and then get a first rounder from that team, which would actually be most likely a higher first rounder than the 49ers would have in 2021. Maybe, the, maybe it's the 32nd pick the 49ers earn, they get somebody else's first round pick. So essentially you get a free trade up and you get an upgrade at strong safety for one season. It's crazy, right? But yeah, it's not impossible. So there are some ways this could happen and, and Tart would have to go in a deal with Jamal Adams or in a separate deal, go to another team. And maybe they would think about doing it if they had more cap flexibility in the future to upgrade from Tart to Adams. And it would be an upgrade, but I do like Jaquaski Tart too, which is why, one of the reasons you have good safeties already. So you don't need to, upgrade that position in the short term but tart's a free agent and if they already know they're going to let tart walk maybe that would be one of the reasons to do this trade but it's not going to happen jamal adams a trade to the 49ers just really doesn't make enough sense on any level and i've got a bunch of tweets about it and and the answer is no it just it, it doesn't make sense for the 49ers to trade for jamal adams as good as he is as much as i love jamal adams it would be fun to watch they can't afford it would not be prudent at this juncture. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I didn't get to any of your mailbag questions. There's a bunch of good questions I have that I wanted to get to. to. So uh, let's do it Monday. Let's do a mailbag Monday show, right? Monday or Tuesday, one of those. I don't know. I've got some guests I'm trying to line up for next week as well. So we'll have some guests. We'll do some mailbag. We'll have a winky Wednesday. Let's have fun next week. Hopefully we'll begin the the week with some more good news, unlike how we ended this week with Debo Samuel's injury. All right, talk to you guys then right here, Locked on 49ers.